Welcome to The Sleep Sessions. I'm your host, Dara Whitaker. This podcast is a place for women to share their successes and challenges of adapting to life and sleep after a new baby. Whether you're expecting your first or a mother of five, you can listen in weekly to learn, feel supported, and celebrate each other's unique experiences. On today's episode, Raquel shares her story of a natural hospital birth, balancing being a mom and an entrepreneur, and shares about some products that really helped her problem solve. One product that Raquel talks about that she really loves is the Newton Crib Mattress. This mattress is 100% breathable and is proven to reduce the risk of suffocation. To save $50 off your order of a mattress, visit newtonbaby.com and enter promo code APRIL50 at checkout. Again, that's APRIL50. Hey Raquel, thanks so much for chatting with me today. Can you start by telling me a little bit about you and your family? Of course. First off, thanks for having me. I love what you're doing. I think it's so important for women to share their stories and to normalize everything around birth and to eliminate any guilt that inevitably mamas have. So yes, my name is Raquel and I am a mother of two boys. My first son is named Bo and he's three and a half. And my second son is Cruz and he's almost seven months. Um, My husband is also part of our family. And I think it's important context to also say that we own and work, we own a startup together and work together. We own a startup called Fun Boy. And so that is very much a part of the fabric of our lives um, and what sort of makes us go, if you will. Awesome. Is there anything listeners should know about either of your birth stories? Yeah, I think what's interesting about the routes I was fortunate to take with my first son, I decided to have a normal vaginal birth, epidural. Fortunately, everything went really smoothly. He came into the world fairly quickly. Nothing really interesting to report. For my second son, who I had about seven months ago, I had read Ina May's Guide to Childbirth, which she is a midwife. And it really just talks about how to kind of go through having a natural birth. And it was really interesting in what she was saying and what she was, what she, what I read from her, for example, she was saying how women in the U.S., because of how we're brought up, we perceive pain, birth, childbirth pain so differently than almost any other culture in the world and how we're taught almost to fear this magical experience. And so through this book, I became really interested in wanting to do a natural birth and sort of exploring what that would feel like. And sort of through her book, I kind of changed my mindset about what I perceived the birth process to be. So I ended up hiring a doula that one of my friends recommended. And that was a really interesting experience in itself. She came and met me and my husband and Um, she really sat down and went through what pain was, how we should expect. I think the first time with my first son, Bo, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know that I'd be nauseous. I didn't know that I was want to throw up. I had no idea about the various stages of labor and birth. And she really walked us through and prepared not only myself, but my husband for birth as well. And so we... We went through it. Um, I started my contractions. We went to the hospital and we chose 
not to get the epidural and I managed to have our second boy without any medication, which at one point I looked at her, my doula, and I said, okay, this sucks. I was like, I'm really (laughs) thinking about that epidural. And she was so lovely. She said, you know what? That's fine. We can do it. But I didn't end up doing it. It was really an interesting, very um, primitive experience. Lots of crazy noises escaping from me that I never (laughs) would have imagined. Very guttural noises. It was also interesting in that I gave birth in Seattle in one of their main hospitals. And it seemed like no, the entire office staff was, that was not something they were prepared for. So it was a very interesting experience, but something that I'm really glad I did. And I think of course, all mamas are heroes, all babies come into the world, but it was something that personally, I was really happy. I had the pleasure and honor of experiencing. Wow, how incredible. That's really cool. Did you notice a difference in your recovery between the two births? That's a great question. I thought that my recovery with my second child, the one without the epidural, without pain medications, was much easier and faster than my first one. Interesting. Yeah, I think afterwards, I just felt like I couldn't move. Everything was so sore down there. And (laughs) that was not, I didn't have as extreme of an experience with the second one. Wow. Well, how did it go when you brought Cruz home for the first time? Yeah, I think like any mom, you you know, it's funny. The second kid, you've gone through it. You're like, okay, I know this is going to suck. This is they're going to be up all night. I'm going to be exhausted. My husband's going to be exhausted. But it's still nonetheless the shock. And now this time we had another one, of course, our three-year-old um, running around. I think we woke up, you know, maybe the second night and my husband said, when is this going to end? And I was like, this is just getting started. Um, <laughs> so I think it's always rough. I think you kind of forget and start to black out the experience. There was a really interesting commercial. I don't know if you saw it. It was the Freedom Moms commercial that they wanted to play for the Oscars. I encourage everyone to Google it. And it was rejected. And it wasn't profane. You know, it wasn't, you know, vulgar there. They weren't showing any, you know, feminine hygiene products. It was all about a woman and getting used to her own body postpartum and I it brought me to tears because I think it's so true in such a hard time where you're really kind of isolated as your partner and it's just so interesting yeah that that video I watched it too and it is so realistic it I was like is that me that they're filming (laughs) (laughs) it was so real when you first came home did you have family there to help you or what did your whole like support system look like Yeah. So my mom, fortunately, flew in from Southern California and was there to help. We also actually, our three-year-old spent the night with my in-laws so that they wouldn't be in shock, wanting attention, just to make it a little bit more natural. Um, And we, you know, we came home, the baby, I don't even know where the baby slept. We started using the snoo pretty soon after birth, which I did not have for my first son. We rented it because as I'm sure moms out there know, it's an expensive piece of 
baby equipment. Um, and I think that was really helpful. And we just sort of tried to get into a routine. For me, breastfeeding was really hard. I tried so hard. Of course, Cruz was tongue-tied, as was my first one. We did end up going through with the with the snipping the frenulum, but that was not helpful. And so I think it was stressful in that I really had this, so many of my moms, so many of my friends who are moms had this beautiful experience breastfeeding, and I really wanted that. But for me, it just wasn't in the cards. My milk supply was low. Therefore, the they wanted me to pump every two hours. In between trying to pump every two hours, feed the baby, sleep, I was just a mess. It's a full-time job. <laughs> it's a full-time job for sure. So you mentioned earlier on that um, you and your husband are owners of a startup. How did that work with maternity leave or paternity leave? Did, did either of you take time off right when the babies were born? Great question. So with my first one, I, with my first child, I was literally doing marketing emails from the hospital bed post-recovering. So with the birth of the second child, I was really bound and determined to build in some time. And I was able to build in some time, take some time off. Fortunately, our team, which is a family team, was incredibly supportive. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it is our company and we have so much invested. I sort of look at it as another baby that, you know, I would still check emails, still jump in where I could, but I did, especially with the second one, although no official maternity leave, take time off. My husband, fortunately, could also do the same, jump into both family and work as needed. But I think that's a unique situation, but also more and more and more when women are, you know, they have their own companies or a family company. And it's harder when, you know, it's just not possible to take, for example, a three six. I have a friend who even had a 12-month maternity leave. Whoa. I know. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Oh, okay. Now that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) That's incredible. Oh my gosh. So I think another thing that was unexpected with the birth of my first child was the shift of identity I felt. I had gone from being a businesswoman, you know, my husband and I had the opportunity to travel and, you know, be spontaneous. And with the birth of our first son, I really had to take a moment to grieve my former self um, and to also sort of understand the shift and the responsibility that had been placed on me with a new baby, which of course I welcomed, but I didn't, I didn't realize how hard of a shift initially that would be. I think it's a, can be a really isolating time for moms when they're going through this initial shift after they've had their first baby and that the world is still moving quickly around them. They're at home with a small baby and it's just a very different ball game. And now I think the greatest role of my life is being a mother. But initially, that was something that I really had to slow down. Well, I was forced to slow down and think about, um, and which really struck me harder than I would have ever imagined. Fast forward to the birth of my second son, I actually thought the bringing another child into the world was much easier and that I already had all the infrastructure in place, childcare, et cetera. We already had the, I already had the mindset of being a mom. And so it was much more, obviously not this, but plug and play. And then the first one, which really kind of made me 
stop in my tracks and really question who am I, what am I here about, et cetera. Yeah, I think that's super normal. And I experienced something very similar. I actually ended up, it's crazy, but I actually ended up leaving my career after my daughter was born. And I never expected that to happen. And it definitely was a huge shift, but it's allowed me to, you know, being a mom has just allowed me to learn so much more about myself. And I think once you're able to accept your new role, it, it just, you know, your life changes for the better. It's so true. I mean, children are the greatest teachers of so many lessons. Did you end up going back to work before deciding or did you make the decision before you went back to work? So I did go back to work. I went back for six weeks and they were the hardest six weeks of my life. Like I never anticipated ever feeling that way. Um, But I would come home and cry every single day and it was really hard. And I, I first I gave it a month and I was like, okay, if it doesn't get better after a month, I'll reconsider. It didn't get better. And so I gave it two more weeks. And at the end of that two weeks, I was just like, you know what? This isn't for me anymore. I feel you. I think I had the best of both worlds and that with my first son, I worked from home. And so I was able to sneak out, feed him, cuddle him and have those breaks with him. With my second son, we did end up getting an office, which I actually think was a saving grace and that trying to work with a toddler and a baby would be nearly (laughs) impossible. But I feel you. It was really, it's really hard. And it's so interesting how you think you want one thing and children pop into your life and you're shown a whole new path. Yeah, exactly. What did your childcare system look like? Yeah, the first year with Bo, our first son, we did not have any full-time care. We had sort of a puzzle of um, mother-in-laws, of various sort of helpers. There was this great on-demand, fully vetted system called Poppy that's no longer available, but you, they essentially doulas would be watching your children. Unfortunately, that their business model did not work out, but it was stressful trying to manage all the varying pieces. And my mother-in-law, who I love dearly, and of course she loves our kids dearly, she, I think, thought she wanted to watch the kids more, but or Bo more, our first son. And in reality, I think she has a huge, big, full life of her own as well. And so when we needed routine every day, you know, 9 a.m. to X, she had a different routine. And so it was really hard to meld the two together and so ultimately we did end up and are fortunate enough to have a nanny who we found who is absolutely wonderful we found her from care.com and she's 22 and she's been the biggest blessing for our family and for our lives that's great that's the best feeling when you find someone who really just clicks with your family and you feel comfortable leaving your kids with So in the short time that I did go back to work, I also had a nanny and I felt like it was really great to have that one person who was responsible for the baby because she could manage her schedule how I wanted it to be. Did you find that with with your nanny and Cruz and how is he sleeping? Yes, great question. I would fully agree. It's so nice when you can trust one person who really has your children's best interests at heart. With having a second, and I'm sure moms can relate, in, it's hard to have as stringent of a routine, a sleep routine that I would like because our three-year-old, he needs to be picked up from preschool. He has his soccer. He has his very various activities. So we really tried in terms of sleep to 
be somewhat, as much as we can, develop a routine. But of course, knowing that in some cases, on some days, it's going to be interrupted. So with with Bo, my first son, it was real. He was a great napper, and he was able to sleep through the night. We've had a little bit more trouble adopting the second one to that same schedule. In terms of nighttime sleep, we've tried to do the Ferber method, which is what we try to do. What's interesting about the second one is he wants he wants to sleep face down, face buried into the mattress, hands underneath him, which <laughs> as I'm sure any mom can relate, all you think about is SIDS and an alarm going off in your head. Um, but apparently that is more common than not. We did end up buying a breathable mattress by the brand Newton, in which you actually don't even put a sheet over the mattress, which felt a little bit weird, but it seems like he's able to breathe in his face down position. Another one of my mom's friends always reminds me that kids want to live. They're not trying to die here. And so you do just have to have, I think, a little faith that that's how they are the most comfortable always so we try to do the Ferber method at night and then we try to be fairly consistent with naps he goes down an hour and a half to two hours when he wakes up and we hopefully sleeps from anywhere to an hour to two hours and we repeat that throughout the day until evening time yeah that's really cool I didn't know about that breathable mattress I did not either and it's really been a game changer and has given me a huge sense of relief. I am very, I'm sort of anti-technology around the baby. So I was hesitant to do some of the, some of the various monitors that monitors their breathing. Although I thought about it given his position, but the mattress has given me a lot of peace of mind at night and he's, I mean, he's fine. He's fine. Right. What a cool invention. Yeah. Well, you mentioned earlier that um, you and your husband traveled quite a bit before the kids. Do you guys travel now with both of them? Yes, we do. We're very fortunate to travel um, for work and pleasure with the kiddos. I think Cruz, our seven-month-old, has probably been on four plane flights already or to four various areas. And I think the trick with travel with kids is to be overprepared to try to implement a routine, but also know things are going to come up and you have to be flexible and to just adapt. I think with travel, one of the biggest adjustments has been for my husband and I just in our, you know, changing our expectations and also building in time to spend together. I think for any new couple with kids, especially new kids, it's so easy to, especially for moms. I mean, at the end of the day, you're exhausted. You, for me, I've worked all day then hung out with the kids, made dinner, cleaned up, fed everyone, and you kind of just want to chill by yourself. But I am constantly trying to remind myself, and we really try to build in at least, you know, one time a week. Also keep in mind we work together. So there is already a lot of one-on-one time, but one-on-one time where we are having fun, having a drink, enjoying each other's companies and reconnecting because, you know, at the end of the day, your kids really do feed off your energy. They feed off like who you, what you guys are talking about. If my husband and I are having an intense conversation about the world, my little three and a half year old will say, mommy and daddy don't fight. And we wouldn't have been fighting. We just would have been maybe talking about politics or talking about something that we're passionate about. But his perception is he sees a change in our attitudes towards each other. So I think it's really important to make sure you build in 
different touch points, whether it's going on a run or whatever it is to make sure that you can bring in great energy to your household at all times. And I think the other interesting thing that having children is your relationships. It's so interesting. So many of my really good friends now are those with kids that have kids, my kids age. And it's so helpful to go be going through the similar stages and similar things with other families and to be able to relate and kind of go through it together. It sort of makes it feel when things are feeling hard, it makes it feel sort of takes the burden. And when things are really fun, it's so fun, especially as the kids get older to watch them play together and the things that they say. Right. It's really helpful to have that village. I had a, I had a bunch of my friends have their babies around the same time that my daughter, when he was born. And it's just really nice to have somebody to like bounce questions off of or say, is this normal? Or, you know, should I be doing something differently? So I totally get that. Do you have any tips or anything else you'd like to share or any resources that really helped you? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things when my first son was about maybe a little over one, he started jumping out of his crib. And so we went from having someone, a little kid or little baby who slept through the night to this one that would jump out of his crib and come into our room. He's a tall kid, so he's able to make that jump pretty seamlessly. Wow. So one of my friends recommended, if you Google this on Amazon, it's called the baby crib safety net. It sort of looks like a big mosquito net over your head that goes over the crib. At first I was very hesitant about it and that I felt like I was jailing our son. And then one of my friends pointed out that he was already in jail in his crib. He could just now get out of his jail and we needed to extend his jail. And it ended up being the biggest lifesaver for us in that our son could no longer get out. He wouldn't try and he would continue to sleep through the night. Cool. That's awesome. I've never heard of that either. You're opening my mind to all these new products. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it really was a game changer. So if any moms are having that struggle, check it out. It was, was very, very helpful for us. We called it his spaceship as he was very into space And it worked wonders until we moved him into a big boy bed. And now that has its own challenges, but it's all good. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to share? Um, No, I would just want to send big love to all the moms out there. Tell them not to compare themselves and that they're doing great. We're all doing the best we can. And that's more than great for all of our kiddos. Thanks so much for listening in. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Instagram at at the sleep sessions.